In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Whatever is good and whatever is pure, whatever is worthy of praise, let us talk and think about these things, says St. Paul. And so it is in that key that I wish to address you, my dear sons and daughters, on Respect Life Sunday as to what it is the Christian Church means when she talks about the respect of all human life. It begins with a certain philosophical principle that, in essence, it is better to be than to not be. That we don't cause our own being, but once we are, it is better that we are than that we are not. And you take that philosophical principle and combine it with a natural reality. And because we all know that babies don't come from storks, and yet I don't need to get any more graphic than that, I will use scientific terminology. When the spermatozoa of a human male encounters the ovum of a human female, they combine and form what is called in happy scientific terms, a zygote. And in that zygote is everything that is that human being. And this, of course, is cross species. We'll just stick to mammals, right? Human beings are mammals. All mammals do this. Spermatozoa plus ovum equals zygote. And when that zygote comes to an existence, right, this is not a controverted thing. Every manual, every textbook, every scientific organization says when that happens in a beaver, what do you have? A beaver. When it happens in a cow, what do you have? A cow. When it happens in a lion, you have a lion. When it happens in a human being, you have a human being. That is the natural reality on which all of this is founded. Now I suspect that that natural reality rings in the human mind and heart. And that is why never in this nation has there been a popular referendum that has legalized or expanded the rights of abortion, ever. The a legislative body, whether it's local or state or federal, has only expanded the rights of abortion on two separate instances, Maine and New York, and that within the last 10 years. I suspect there's a reason for that, because it rings naturally in the human mind that when we have that reality, it understands that a society, whether that's the family or the town or the county or the state or the nation, has therefore a duty to let that life flourish. And if we deny that and instead enter into that reality a certain violence, chemical or surgical, it does something dangerous at the very heart of a civilization to deny that reality. Now, in the Christian context, it is not a projection of our religion to assert that that is a human being because all evidence, factual evidence, asserts that is a human being. 
But it is for the Christian to take it to a higher level. And here's where I'll go to a quote from our Bishop Donald Hying. I'll quote one paragraph from the letter he wrote on forming our conscience for voting. He wrote the following, quote, The United States bishops have declared abortion as the preeminent moral issue because no other fundamental moral evil has destroyed more lives. There is no other evil extolled in either party's platform or candidate's policies that matches a party's or candidate's promotion of the intrinsic evil of the direct and deliberate taking of so many human lives. Let me quote St. John Paul II. Above all, the common outcry which is justly made on behalf of human rights, for example, the right to health, to home, to work, to family, to culture, is false and delusory if the right to life, the most basic and fundamental right, and the condition for all other personal rights is not defended with maximum determination. That is the end of the quote. So the bishop speaks clearly, and I would argue quite logically. This is a human being that has a right to exist. If we deny that fundamental right, the network of all other rights begins to crumble. But then, as I mentioned, it is for the Christian who is not projecting his or her religion when they defend the right to life, but does receive a higher calling. A Christian will hear the words of the prophet Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. A Christian will be moved by the words and example of Christ who said, let the children come unto me and do not prevent them. And will hear the words of their Lord saying, if someone asks you for a shirt, give your cloak as well. If they ask you to go one mile, go two. And they will form in their minds a disposition that wherever I counter human life, I will embrace it. I will rejoice in it. So when I see, find out that a lady is pregnant, I am happy about that because that is life. And I greet her warmly and kindly. And if I discover that her own reception of that is not as happy, which can happen for many reasons, I do not judge. I do not condemn. I am there to say, if you'd like, I'll go two miles with you. If you need a shirt, I've got a cloak as well. If you don't want to be friends with a celebrate priest, I have some people more like you who can be your friend. We go that mile. Yes, we have a duty in the public arena with our politics and our vote to assert this fundamental right. But also, we have the duty within our own experience, right? We teach our children about chastity and respect and honor. But no matter what may come, we are ready to embrace life with joy. We promote those who are in a difficult situation because we don't know them, and we acknowledge that we have no enemies and hate no one, and that if people who have made choices contrary to what we hold so dear, we do not condemn them, but we say there is an open heart of mercy for all. We are ready to promote apostolates like the Women's Care Center or Our Lady of Hope Clinic, 
who say, do you need medical testing? Do you need medical care? Do you need medical supplies? Do you need things for your child? But for whatever reason, your circumstances don't allow you to have those otherwise, we will have them for you. We will promote a culture where all children are welcome through the apostolate of adoption. In the United States of America today, women under the age of 40 who have been born and raised in the United States, one in four of them will not be able to have children. We don't know why that is. 50 years ago, it was one in 10. Today, it's one in four. That sadness of not being able to have children is real and deep. But we can understand, and I can testify this personally on four separate occasions. I don't say any names or locations to protect privacy. Women who became pregnant in a way that they did not intend or want, three of those through violence. But because they acknowledged the reality within them, because there was support of friends in church and family, they were able to embrace that, though incredibly difficult. They were able to encounter services that supported them when otherwise they didn't have them. And when they brought that child into the world, they connected them with families willing to adopt because they could not have children and gave those families and that children, that child, the right to a mom and a dad and a stability they could not provide. Was it easy? No. But name for me one beautiful thing that's easy. Maybe you'll say Oreo cookies and realize how silly that is, right? Nothing beautiful is easy. And the joy that that is. See, to build that immense culture of life and what it takes is not an ideological war. It's not us versus anyone. It's us for everyone. Yes, in the realm of politics, choices must be made. And that is clear. But then we all have the opportunity to come before the altar of God. And as Oliver will make his first Holy Communion today, we all have the chance to make that communion with the God who lives, the God who says, I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and take my yoke upon you and learn from me and I will give you rest for your souls. Though your sins be scarlet red, I shall make them white as wool. And all we have to do is say Jesus' mercy and an honest confession, and we're at the table of the Lord, rejoicing in the one who came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.